Well, I mean, Kid Charlemagne, killer. I love. It's a great track. Uh, great too. It's also a great. It's a great song. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um. This is a very forceful. I think like full flower expression of the of the band um and i think the whole record revisiting it lately i've i've just been kind of wowed going back from the beginning and listening to it um more recently just from the top this is um a big milestone i think in like the self-actualization of their sound um in that it, it really starts to sound like mario kart right yeah <laughs> of course it, it truly is it's not just jazz fusion. It's like Japanese current day jazz fusion. It's the jazz fusion that will become canonical for the characters we know and love. Mario, Luigi. They're inventing GameCube soundtracks Martin. 30 years in yes. advance. Dry Bones. Um, uh, <laughs> Dry bones. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, Birdo. Uh, Locky 2. Birdo. Um, yeah, yeah, the guy in the little cloud. Yeah. What's amazing about this record in respect to all the Steely Dan albums that come before it, which, by the way, I, in glancing over the Wikipedia article in preparation for this podcast, because I'm a genius. And That's the way to do it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised to see that critically this didn't do so hot with yes. everybody. They were thinking that Steely Dan hadn't done a lot on this record. I think they I think this is this is my favorite Steely Dan record. Um, maybe a tie with Gaucho, but I love this Hell record yeah. so much. One of the things that I love specifically about this record and something I wanted to share on your podcast is that each of these songs, there's the song, there's the Donald Fagan singing, we have a guitar solo, and this is the song, but then every song ends with a minute of a of a credits sequence. Mm. Every single wow. song, <laughs> every single song rolls credits. In the in the case of Haitian divorce, they literally say Dolly yeah. back and fade to black. Um, wow. And then we have we have a minute long groove of everybody where all of the characters go to a wedding and dance under the you know directed by Jay Roach, you know, <laughs> yeah, by Nora Ephron, you by know? Jay Roach. And that's what I love. The one in Kid Charlemagne. Kid Charlemagne is great because it shows a aspect of, I mean, for lack of a better way to talk about it, black culture. These guys love black musicians and jazz culture and stuff like that. Indeed. This is the first time I've heard them out and out playing gospel. Mm. And when you yeah. hear, when you hear, that is like Kirk Franklin. That's like straight up BB and CC Winans. That's like, that that thing could go on for nine more minutes while a soloist ad libs and people rush to the altar. Like it is so beautifully black gospel at the end of the song. And I think it's like that. That's what I love about that hook. It's like it just it kind of makes me want to get up and praise a little bit. Hell yeah. And yeah. on on literally on that note, one of the backup vocalists on Kid Charlemagne, Clyde King. Who no would way. sing with one Mr. Bob Dylan on... She wouldn't just sing with him. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, as an artistic collaborator, uh, well-known yeah. for her contributions to Bob during the Christian era shit. 
absolutely so, makes Kid Charlemagne so much ends sense. on this on such a Christian note. And I think that's maybe why this was my gateway Steely Dan song. Truly, this was the first one that I grooved to. And I was like, I get this band finally. Hell yeah. um, uh, and I would say that Michael McDonald showing up out of nowhere to go. Oh, yeah. That's like where yeah, we're yeah. now we're at church and we're yes. at church for the rest of the song. Did you feel like Jesus? Oh, like did Jesus? So did Jesus feel like Jesus when Jesus was Jesus? You know, <laughs> who knows who good Jesus question. is going to be thousands of years later? By oh. some accounts, it seems like uh, Owsley kind of did feel like Jesus from what I've heard. I mean, I don't know. Um, there was, was some a, hubristic he was a, character. Yeah, he was a fucking guy. Also inventor of the Steely, as in the Grateful Dead logo that is has appeared on every article of bootleg clothing for the last 50 years at this point. No. Yeah, Shut no way. Yeah, it, came, it came to him in a vision. Too bad Steely Dan never had like a signature oh. tattoo, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it could have been it could have been the fucking mongoose from this cover. I'm sure Maybe there's someone been the... I, I, I'm sure there's someone out there who has the Royal Scam buildings tattooed on like their calf and they look oh, like God absolute dog shit. <laughs> it's probably the guy I saw at the last the second to last time I saw Steely Dan at the bowl. I try to go see Steely Dan at the bowl every time they come. Oh, it's a great and, show. The second to last time I went, I went with uh, my buddy Zach Pugh, who is uh, my opener on the road, hilarious comic. We ate mushroom chocolate and then mm -hmm. wandered over to the park outside the bowl and ran into some cheerful boomers and Hell just yeah. started chatting them up. And it was just a guy in some like jean cargo shorts and I think maybe like a Hawkwind tee uh -huh. or something uh -huh. like that. <laughs> and uh, they were just like... They were excited to see young men into Steely and they were like, what's your favorite record? And we just went through every record and what we liked about it. And then when we got to Royal Scam, this guy went, you know, this gray goatee, gray ponytail, little dad hat. This guy was like, Royal Scam, the fucking epic. Hell and, yeah. And we still, me and my buddy Zach still say that to each other. The fucking epic. Every time Royal Scam comes up. And I don't know why this guy singled out Royal Scam as the, the fucking epic because I wouldn't. Hmm probably say asia or, or gaucho even are more epic truly but um as pieces of musicianship definitely but i do feel like like thematically I think, this I think, song is so big you know this well is yeah such this a song, song. The, and the whole record i think this is like a really like uh, a a major kind of shift and and leap forward for them as like storytellers and like what um what they're really interested in communicating and how they're communicating it katie lied like begins that process that's a pretty big jump from pretzel logic but royal scam is really where like that that arc is yeah. fulfilled, I think. And then by the time you get to Asian Gaucho, yeah, they're just like, you know, they're, they're, they're fucking through the Stargate. But here is like the, the kind of the apotheosis of like them as a real functional, like human kind of band that ultimately started operating at levels far beyond everyone else. Yeah, they're, yeah. They, tr they transcend on this first track. It's like, we're not a band anymore. We're a concept. Yeah. Like this is this is like a brand or something. It's it's an I mean we could talk about this song for a long time I think um, but I I just I have. do think that we already have and so I if I could save my last thoughts on it, I, I I just think that the song is in a way you're seeing them at their most vulnerable in in one in some kind of gear like they because it's it's um. I mean, it's not like they're implicating themselves in any sort of direct way. It's not by autobiographical, but one gets the sense that it is kind of like that 
that this is a song that could only have been written by people whose lives were directly changed by this kind of thing. It's yeah, and, uh, and here it is dying. We're acknowledging right. that it's dead. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dying. Your low rent friends are dead. They're, they're delivering they're the, the obit. In the red. Yeah. Some incredible musicianship also should be uh, just briefly mentioned because this is the time when it really is like they are a full just like uh, uh, studio automaton terminator. Uh, Bernard Purdy on the drums is all over the place and then just an absolutely delicious Larry Carlton solo there at the end oh, as yeah. the credit as the Jay Roach credits are rolling. I mean, this is um, <laughs> they sat they still sound like a band, right? Like with with people in the studio at this point, right? It's not it doesn't sound like it's completely just like uh, lost all element of its humanity the way that you're going to get on the next couple records. But this is like maybe the tightest, just like smoothest, sleekest kind of rock. No, music it's a great band song. I mean, get. they, they, this is, this is like the encore. This is either the set ender or the encore every time Don plays yeah. live now. I mean, yeah. it's a band song for sure. Oh, so good. Um, um Caves of Altamira. Favorite Steely Dan song. Favorite wow. number one with the bullet. Favorite Steely Dan song. Take Maybe, the floor, I, please. T- tie with Gaucho from Gaucho, but Caves of Altamira. I and it. I it's this is just lizard brain shit. An echoey sax. That is my favorite. Sure. When yeah. done right, <laughs> that is my favorite sound in recorded music. 